Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. My loves, this week's episode of Ghost of a Podcast is a little longer than they usually are, but you know what? Trust me, it's totally worth it. The reading that I got to give this week was incredibly important to me. And it was really important to me not only because I got to both read um, a birth chart, also connect with people in spirit, do some animal communication. I got to connect with the land and communicate the land's intention. But also the woman that I got to read for is Sonia Renee Taylor, and she is really inspiring to me and just a wonderful person. She is an artist, an activist, an author. She is the founder of The Body Is Not An Apology. I'm going to leave links to her social and website in the show notes if you're interested in learning more about her work. And I hope that this reading touches you as much as it touched me. I'm Sonia. My birthday is 11-12-76 at 10.31 a.m., born in Wilmington, Delaware in the United States. Yeah, so all of a sudden, very rapidly, I feel like my life is on fire. On March 23rd, the emergency vet told me that my 12-year-long pet companion, pet doesn't even feel right, furry life partner, had terminal cancer. Two days later, um, my partner, first person I've lived with in 20 years, told me that they were in love with someone significantly younger than me. And on the 26th, chose to leave the relationship to pursue that interest. Uh, that's the same day that New Zealand went into a, a national lockdown. So I live in a giant house called Blackwood Manor, where I was supposed to be hosting healing retreats. Those all got canceled. My partner moved out. <laughs> and then on oh the fourth, and then on the fourth, my dog died. So uh, I am in this enormous place that was supposed to, you know, well, that obviously is a healing retreat of some sort, I guess, just for me. <laughs> yeah. um, try, so yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck has happened that my life has decided to blow up like this at this particular time and how long do I have to be in this when am I done (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay I am so sorry I just I'm so sorry you're going through all of this and when I first heard your questions and heard about your situation I was like okay what is happening with Uranus and what is happening with Pluto in your birth chart? Because there has to be something major. And may I, just before we we really dive in, ask you, um, what pronouns do you use and what pronouns does your partner use or your ex-partner use? My pronouns are she, her, her, sometimes we, and my partner's pronouns are they, them. Former partner, my ex. Ex, ex, yeah. So there's there's a lot of pieces to this, right? But I will just preface this by saying that the things you're going through right now astrologically are once-in-a-lifetime events. Some of it is age-specific, and some of it is really just happening to you right now. And there is, of course, an end to it. There's an end to it all. Mm-hmm. And I'll get to that in a moment. But the work right now is being really, really present. Mm-hmm. And so my instinct is to get into the astrology after maybe we check in with your dog. Is that okay to do? Oh, yeah. I would. Oh, my gosh. I would love that. Her name is Anastasia Dutz. Yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. And is Anastasia had like a fur covering her eyes? 
No. Well, if Anastasia's hair grew out, like if she was in between a haircut, <laughs> then her her fur would cover her eyes. Yeah. It's like kind of kind of like bangs that could grow down yes. over her eyes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I am seeing her correctly then. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she did she pass on her own? No. She was. You, you had to help her transition. Yeah, I had to help her transition. She. She was dying. You 100% did the right thing. I don't know that you had any question about that, but she want, She was just really like, this was the end of my life. Mm-hmm. And so you you helped her pass in a much less painful way. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is actually really grateful that you helped her pass mm-hmm. because she knows that it was not easy for you to make the choice mm-hmm. and that it was you being kind to her. Mm-hmm. She was such a joyful joyful person she was just the two of you were i mean i agree with you she was not your pet she was she was one of your best friends like ever Mm. did you move there with her uh i moved her after i moved yeah but yes yeah so she was in the u.s and then she moved with you to new zealand yes she just loved it there Mm, yeah hold on sorry she's she's showing me multiple things at once I have a kind of odd question for you. Okay. Is your mom still with us? No, she is not. She's passed. I'm so sorry for you to getting a little more than you bargained for over here, but it's totally okay. <laughs> okay, because they're showing up together. Yes, yeah. And you are being protected. Your mother. Wow, you have this like um, the best way I can put it is it looks almost like a like a rainbow mm-hmm. with multiple. You know how they draw rainbows with like all these like lines. You have this rainbow of women in your mom's side of the family mm. that are, they're not like hugging you. It's more, again, like a rainbow. It's like they're they are shielding and protecting you. Mm. You are going through this great confrontation with aloneness, but you're not actually alone in it. Mm. But you are being called upon to go so deep within to access your support that in a way, your dog's passing was a part of that. It was necessary yeah. for you to go that deep in. She, she, your dog, not your mom. Yeah. I mean, she's really, she had such a good life and she has no regrets. And there's not a message that she has for you because I, I feel like you had a, I don't know if you're an animal communicator or not. It doesn't matter. She felt like the two of you were really good at communicating with each other. There was never like a thing that she needed from you that she didn't get. Mm. You were just really invested and very responsive to each other. Did your mom pass many years ago? Yeah, it'll be eight this year. Your mother, um, she's very private. What she wants me to firmly communicate to you is how she is dedicated to stand by your side throughout your life. Mm. And w- did you have a good relationship with her? We had, we had a very complex relationship. It was not always high functioning. Yes. Yeah. And again, your mom's really private, so she doesn't want me to dig into it much, but she's making this really, she's made, it's not right now. She's already made this really deep commitment to you to take care of you without nudging, without like getting in the mix of it, without telling you what to do or how to do it. She, she feels that she's like actually parenting you in the way you want to be parented now. And so I just want you to know how strong her love for you is and how available her, it's not just her energy of support. You have so many people in your line who are there for you. And 
there's a way that you have... I'm trying to find the right way to put this into words because it's being shown to me so clearly, but not verbally. There's this way. Have you ever been around condors? Um, maybe once or twice. They're really magical. They're such amazing birds. And they're these massive birds. The only time I've ever communicated with them, what really impressed me is that they, it's like they communicate through vibration of sound. And the way that they register vibration of sound is almost the best way I can put it is almost like through echo. And that is kind of how your family is, your family line, your ancestry line is showing itself to me. It's like mm -hmm. you have these reverberations of, of sound that is energy mm -hmm. that is in you. It's like in you and it is much bigger than you both. Mm -hmm. And when you forget, when you turn away from it, you experience this deep loneliness and mm -hmm. you have frequently turned away from it. And you've also frequently turned towards it. This is the time where you must prioritize turning within and turning towards it and really receiving vibrationally mm -hmm. and using sound, whether it's music or your own voice or like nature or all around you, because I'm assuming that you're in nature. Mm -hmm using sound as a healing balm for you because it looks like that's what works. It looks like that's what works for you. And mm -hmm. the, hold on. Do you have a history with addiction? Yeah. And are you sober or clean of it now? Yes. Okay. Congratulations. And okay. stay with it. Yeah. Because if ever there was a period of your life designed to kind of trigger addiction, your the roots of your addiction, this would be it. Mm -hmm. And to understand that right now, I hope this doesn't sound cheesy when I say choosing yourself mm -hmm. is at the center of your sobriety. It's at the center of your wellness. And it's this, at the center of this lesson. Yeah. Okay, great. So your, your mother has said that I've, I've said what I needed to say about that. Let me point myself towards your birth chart for a moment. So, okay, you are going through this once in a lifetime thing called Pluto opposite the moon. It's been going on for about a year already. And so were the two of you monogamous, you and your ex? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, we were. <laughs> Theoretically, right? That was the agreement. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> were, but was it clear that there was something wrong in this past year? Mm, it was clear that wrong doesn't feel like the right word. For me, my experience was that we were in the ebb and flow of relationships where sometimes things are really Absolutely. great, things are moving, and then sometimes things feel slower and more distant. But my assumption was, my thought, my general belief is that that's just the like cycle of relationship and that we would move through that and move closer again. As uh, yeah, absolutely. That, that that makes sense. But I'm going to add something to that story, which is it looks like you were growing really deeply throughout the past year. Yeah. And I don't know that they were as well. Mm, yeah. Yeah. They're about the same age as you, eh? They're a year older. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because you were growing, you were changing, you were changing, you were growing. And I agree with you completely. You know, relationships ebb and flow, especially long-term relationships. But I don't know that they were growing alongside you anymore. And I think that you were so in your process and also having trust in them that you didn't fully notice. And 
what they've been going through currently is their Uranus opposition, which you have just actually started to go through as well. And unfortunately, the Uranus opposition is the midlife crisis. It's when, you know, the stereotype you and I grew up with of like, the man leaves his wife for the secretary and gets a sports car, right? Um, That's kind of what they're doing right now. Um, It's like kind of burn it all to the ground with very little consideration, because all of a sudden you realize that you're not young anymore. And it is a really deep crisis that every human goes through somewhere in their early 40s. And like I said, you just started going through yours. And them leaving is kind of like the catalyst of yours. There's like a lot of layers to this, right? So so the one layer I want to acknowledge is they didn't give you process, did they? They just were kind of like, this is happening, and then they bounced? Yeah, well, yeah it was, this is happening, and then me being like, yeah, that's not... <laughs> that doesn't work for me. And then I, I actually asked them to the house is set up in a way that they could have lived on a separate side, but energetically I just couldn't I couldn't yeah. sustain it. So I asked them to leave. Yeah. I just want to say you did the right thing. This this is you're not a half measures kind of person. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't have that much Scorpio in a birth chart with a cancer moon and a Capricorn <laughs> rising and end up shale. I mean that's not the move, right? Um but but what you do, but what you do have is the ability to be decisive when mm. shit gets real. That's yeah. one of your superpowers. And this is something that they've never been especially good at. And I think part of what they did probably very unconsciously was essentially set you up so you'd make the hard call without them ultimately having to be responsible for it. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And this is not the first time they've done this kind of thing in their life. It is it's not just the first time they've done it to you. <laughs> Yeah. Have you seen them do stuff like this before? Yeah, they're in a cycle that looks exactly like the cycle that that was the dynamic when we got together. It's it's almost except I'm not half their age. Like that's the we're in the So this is where part of the work of this Pluto opposition to your moon is learning how to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. It's learning how to give yourself permission to have trusted and to have it not always work out. Yeah. This is in some ways, a reiteration of, again, an inherited trauma mm. that runs through your natural lineage, part of why you're being held so deeply by so many of your ancestors. Mm. This is a much healthier and much safer version of what so many people have experienced before you. Mm. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Yes, it does. There is something really valuable about recognizing how while this is part of your kind of inherited family trauma, this is a much healthier, much more sustainable version. Mm. And that is a result of your choices throughout the course of your adult life. Mm. That's just, that's on you. And so while you're still in it, again, the work here is to continue to choose yourself. And that doesn't mean to, you know, not see yourself as culpable in the ways you may be, because whatever they did, as shocking as it was, it's kind of like you're saying, it's like, it's not like you didn't know this part of them existed. Right. You just didn't think it would come to you in this way. Yeah. And so this is kind of a pattern in your life of like having a friend, having a collaborator, having a partner. And you're like, yeah, I know they're, you know, this shitty thing, but I don't think they'll be shitty in this way to me. And this is where your life gets really complicated because on the one hand, it is really valuable and important for you to be forgiving and to not be attached to how other people do or don't live. You know, you've got so much Scorpio. You have so much Scorpio in your job. <laughs> it's not like an easy thing for you to do. 
And on the other hand, knowing what the boundaries of your own ethics and morality and needs are mm. is really essential. Yeah. And it's hard to know the, where the line is between being controlling about people mm-hmm. and just knowing what your ethics are. Yeah. Now, I don't think you made a mistake being with this person. I really don't. I'm not saying that you made no mistakes in the relationship because you're a person. I'm sure you made tons. Right. But I, I really don't think you made a mistake in being with this person. I think this person all of a sudden changed because they hadn't changed. Mm. And I mm. unfortunately think if this had continued, if they hadn't kind of like, you know, set the barn on fire sort of thing in a couple of years, yeah. you were probably going to leave them because you would have seen mm. irrevocably that they weren't growing alongside you in the way that you were growing. Yeah. And you have pretty high standards for how you want to age. Yeah. And so what they did was they accelerated something and made it worse across the board. But that's the only way they know how to take care of themselves. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And this is not a response to how they feel about you. Because they did not say at any point, I do not love you. I do not like you. Is that correct? Yes, that is very correct. Yeah, because that's the case. They are just like, there's a bright, shiny thing, and I don't like myself, and so I'm going to go to the bright, shiny thing. That is it on the nail. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see this person very clearly. I imagine that they were this way at 24 and at 34. Yeah. So this is not about you not being loved or lovable. Mm -hmm. This is about them not knowing how to challenge themselves in their own disassociation. Mm. And so then the question becomes, do you want to continue talking to them or working on it with them? Yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, done trying to, I'm done trying to fix people or even, yeah, I'm, I am happy to leave them to their lesson in the best way in service to their highest good. But I am no, I'm no longer interested in being a re- rehabilitation center for people's suffering and wounds. Congratulations, slash, very impressive, slash, I'm so sorry, uh, because this shit is very painful. And yeah. and I'm glad here that this is done, essentially. I mean, I imagine there are more words to be exchanged, but they have shown you who they are. Yeah. And you are wise to really listen. This brings me this brings me to another part of, of your birth chart. So you're going through a Saturn squared midheaven. Mm-hmm. You were going through a Saturn squared North node and your Uranus opposition. These are all really tight to near each other. So a couple of things. One is the Uranus opposition often coincides with your life just exploding with exactly what you're experiencing, a marriage blowing up spontaneously without a whole lot of warning. Mm. All of a sudden, your primary source of, of livelihood just like explodes in front of you, like all these kinds of things. Unfortunately, this happens during the Uranus opposition, not to everyone, but it certainly does happen. And at the same time, because currently Saturn is forming a square to your midheaven, a north node, you're dealing with a lack of resources. But within this, there is something really important. You have the north node in Scorpio at the top of your chart conjoined your midheaven and Uranus is, is hugging it, both of those two things as well. What this translates to is When it comes to your calling, the way you feel called to be in the world, um, the service you feel called to provide, Mm -hmm. there's something very alone about it. 
And depending on your circumstances and your day, it might feel lonely or it might simply feel strong and embodied. Mm-hmm. And it's not inherently uh, lonely. It's not. But because you're going through a Saturn transit, you are likely to be confronted by the parts of it that are inherently lonely and feeling grief. And I want to say, first of all, I'm sorry because uh, it sucks. It's a several month long transit. It'll take you through the summer. It's not forever. Within this is actually something in your service to the world. And I don't know exactly what it is. I think you have some solid ideas about what it is. It's probably more in like the, I'm able to see the shadows of it instead of the sharp lines of it yet. Mm. But it looks to me like what you are going through now is going to help you to be of service to others in a way that is different than you were planning or expecting. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And in the meantime, I don't think this is a, what you're meant to be doing. I think now it's time to be of service to yourself and to receive the guidance and gifts that you have in woo, that you have in spirit, mm-hmm. and that you have cultivated in your life. Because it does look like you have friends kind of like all over the world. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Very true. Yeah. And I actually remember one thing I saw you post once that was just so transformative for me. It was just like one sentence that really, really impacted me. And it was about don't underestimate the value that you have in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, you said a lot more than that. But you, you know what I'm referring to, yeah. eh? Yeah. Uh-huh. This is your time to start, unfortunately, practicing what you preach. <laughs> and it's the fucking worst. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Taking your own advice is tragedy. It but is. unfortunately, <laughs> I think you have to like go back and read your own words and listen to your own voice and actually take it in. Because you have already learned these lessons and now it's time to embody them. Mm. It's hard. Mm. I want to say something else about this. Uh-huh. I don't believe that you are destined to be alone at all. I don't believe that this is the end of your road in terms of partnership and love and sex and intimacy. I do believe that this is a moment for being in those feelings, though, Yeah. of being alone. And so I want to just I want to hold space for both of those things. But to know that where you are now is not the place you will always be. Mm-hmm. But because you have this really powerful North Node conjunction to Uranus, Any partnership that requires you to abandon yourself Mm. is not the one for you. Mm. And there is a really meaningful difference between I choose to show up for you. I choose to care for you. I choose to provide for you in whatever ways. And I have to let go of myself in order to choose those things. Mm. And I don't know how that functioned in your, your, your most recent relationship, but it looks like, and you're with them for several years. A year and a half. So, yeah. A year and a half. Huh. Yeah. It's still pretty so it's still new. new. Were you with somebody six years ago? Why am I seeing six years? Yes, I was. Okay. Because this feels very connected to that. Mm, yeah. So what I want to encourage you to do is look at the lessons you learned from that. Yeah. And also what you're learning from this. Because yeah. it looks like it's kind of the same lesson all over again. Mm-hmm. I think this is the last time you need to learn this lesson. Yeah, but it will take choosing you. It will take choosing you. When somebody has as much Scorpio as you, and I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, including your North Node and Midheaven, six planets in Scorpio is a fuck ton of Scorpio. (laughs) 
when you have this much Scorpio, you're you can't help it. You like people who are intense and haven't worked through their shit because you're like, let me get in there. I will help you. I can see you. And you're good at it. But this is where inevitably, if you don't choose someone who is prioritizing their own growth and evolution yeah. before they meet you, mm -hmm. you will outgrow them. You will overshadow them. Mm -hmm. And it will be a problem in the relationship. Yeah. Do you intend to stay in New Zealand? I have no idea. <laughs> so, and if you were to leave, where would you go? Mm. It also feels like I have no idea. Okay, great. Yeah. I mean, obviously, with the shelter in place globally, you're probably not going anywhere, right? You don't want to right. sit on plane for a million hours. Currently, I'm not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not. And, and I want to give you the advice of talking to the land. Yeah. There's the slope on, I don't know if it's on your property or near your property, but there's the slope of lands that I keep on being shown. Mm -hmm. And do you know where I'm talking about? Perhaps, yeah. Gentle slope. And it's, it's not paved. It's like a walking path. Yes. Yes. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? I do. That is a contemplative piece of land for you. Mm. That is a piece of land for you to go to, to drop your worries and your fear and your anxiety, which means that land is, wants to support you through those feelings. Mm. That slope is like, it's like near your house, but not at your house. Is that right? It's, I mean, it's on the property. It's on the ground. So let me let me describe it a little better from, because I'm being shown extra details. So when you're standing at like the top of the slopey part, you can see the house. But if you were in the house, you'd have to be in like one of a couple rooms to see the slopey part. Yes. 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 Okay. 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 We're on the right place. We're on the right place. Is there a pool? Is there a yes. swimming pool here? There is. Okay. So it's like kind of behind into the side of a pool. Oh, yeah. Then I know exactly where you, yes, you are in my home. <laughs> okay, great. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's gorgeous. Congratulations. So it's like this part of the land is kind of like what it's showing me is that it wants you to like leave the house in the worst of your grief and to go and bring your grief there and to release it and then go back into your home. It's trying to hold you. This land is holding you. It's really very beautiful. I don't know if you've done a lot of ritual with the land or if you've been very intentional with it, but that's what I'm being shown. And then there's this other part. Do you fruiting trees? Yes. So then by the fruiting trees is where you can do intention building rituals. Mm. So this land wants you to know that it is alive and embracing you. And all you need to do is embrace it back. You are not in this house alone. Mm. Not in the way, I mean, of course you are on one level, and but you are not on another. This fruiting tree, there's one in particular, and I think you know which one I'm talking about. It's like the first one you see when you come upon the fruiting trees. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? You know that one? Yeah. It kind of juts out to the side. Yes. That tree wants you to sit at its base and set intention. Mm. Whenever you feel ready for it, whenever that feels like the right thing. If you want to plant intentions by the base of that tree, mm -hmm. as long as you point it towards where the sun comes at first, I don't know where that is, but like wherever the sun comes from. Okay. Does that make sense? The direction? Yeah. 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 yeah That's yeah. where you would plant it. That's where you would plant it in the dirt right in front of that tree. Okay. So not on the shadier hat. Yeah. Hold on. There's something else. Ah, I see. Have you considered getting another dog? Yeah. I've, um, I've been... 
visualizing a what I thought would be a crossover dog for a very long time. So yes, I do want. I I was sort of waiting for Anastasia's permission. <laughs> she yeah, she wants you to know that it's two weeks. She only needs you to wait two more weeks. Okay. Okay. And the reason why she's wanting you to wait two more weeks is because the grief that you're experiencing without a dog, she feels it's baptismal for you. It's like good for you, mm-hmm. but she doesn't want you to live in this full time. She, she wants you to know that there's an end in sight. Mm-hmm. That's what she's showing me. Okay. Now, I want to give you one more piece of information before, before we close up, which is this. Pluto is forming a sextile to your natal Mercury and your your natal Mars. And Uranus is forming a trine to your ascendant. And what this means is that as hard as this is, and this is really fucking hard, and I'm, again, so sorry. As hard as this is, you are not only going to come out stronger, but you're going to come out with a clearer sense of who you are and better relationships. Hmm. I do see you developing new relationships through this period. And when I say this period, I mean the next like year and a half. Okay. So where you are now through the summer is really kind of a short term stage of development. This isn't going to last you for years. For as deep as this relationship was, because it looks like it was very much like a partnership. It was a very deep relationship. Mm. In some ways, I see you bouncing back way quicker than I would have expected at the beginning of our conversation when I was looking at it. Mm. Because what they did was so clearly not in resonance with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just burnt the bridge. And you're like, well, okay, that's a burnt bridge. (laughs) (laughs) And this is not the way that you're going for punishment. Like you have your ways, but this is not the way. Yeah. So in a way they made it easy for you or easier Mm. for you than all the shitty things they did. They, they picked kind of the right one. Yeah. To help you move on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a complicated statement, but there it is. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you have any questions that I didn't yet speak to? One of the things that I knew was happening in my chart, I feel like when this all got set off, that like my Chiron is in Aries, and I think that that was what also was transiting the sky at the same time. And mm. I know that that's like, you know, inner wound, core wound stuff. And I actually, I guess yeah. you sort of answered this in the sense that like it's ancestral and I'm, I'm wrapping it up. <laughs> I guess this yes. question, am yes. I done? Am I almost done? Are we finished with it? <laughs> I mean, yes and no. Right. Yes and no. In some ways, mm-hmm. something major is going to shift in the summer. Yeah. In some ways, it just began. Got it. The world is changing all around you, as you know. I mean, that would be true on any given day, but we just happen to be living through a a global pandemic. No big deal. Um, (laughs) And the impact on the environment, on the economy, on humans connecting with each other, on your health, my health, everyone's health, it's, it's a very big deal. And it's impossible to know what will come. Right. In some ways, you, you know, have good old fashioned Scorpio control issues and you hate to hear nobody knows. And on the right. other hand, you are very good at pivoting. You are very good at surviving. You are very good at figuring out what needs to be done and fucking doing it. If I want someone around in, in a global crisis, it's someone with that much Scorpio in their chart. I mean, you definitely <laughs> can handle things, you know? And so the question becomes not when is it over, mm. but what is my calling within it? Yeah. Yeah. 
because it transforms when you stop resisting it mm. in some ways. Mm. And I think that resistance is a really valuable part of your process. Like grief is, it is kind of like, a, nobody wants to feel it. Nobody feels grief gracefully. I mean, it's just a very painful process. So I'm not saying you need to like, you know, rise to the occasion and like just step into the emotion and then you'll be healed. That's way too quick, way too tidy. But mm -hmm. I am saying that as shocking as all of this is and as painful as all of this is, you are actually very capable of being in this and you will heal this through the process of healing it as you find purpose within your plight. Mm -hmm. That is when it's not going to feel like you're in the same thing anymore, even though yeah. astrologically, technically. Got it. And this is, it makes sense to you because you've, you've been here before in various ways. Yeah. Yeah. There is something that is happening with this pandemic and with the shifting tides socially and politically that you are deeply a part of. And I don't know what that means yet. I think you had ideas of what that meant and they need to shift. Mm. But I don't think... I don't think it's going to be difficult for you to shift once you're clear about what that means. Yeah. And you're not supposed to be clear about what that means this week. Okay. That's not your job this week. Your job this week is tending to the grief. Mm. Your job in this week is receiving the love and support and guidance of the land that you're living on, mm. uh, your relationship with God or spirit or whatever you call it, and, of course, your ancestors, including mm. your mom and including your dog. Your dog is not your ancestor, but I am also including your dog. I, I'm, I'm count. I count her. <laughs> she is. She is my. She's a guide. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's a much better way of framing it. She's. I mean, a true, a true friend, like a true, yeah. true friend. Yeah. And, you know, I just keep on. Are you a visual artist at all? No, no that's not my. Not my. I'm not. Because I keep on seeing these. I almost wonder if you're going to feel called to create some sort of an oracle deck hmm. based on your relationship to this land and the healing crisis that you're submerged in. Wow. Interesting. So you might end up creating an architecture or an infrastructure to a deck and then having an artist friend collaborate with you from Ooh. their own home. That sounds yeah. awesome. <laughs> what did you say the name of the house is? The name of the property? Blackwood Manor. The the deck might be the Blackwood deck mm -hmm. then because it is very much your relationship to the land and the offerings that it has for you. And that will include the animals that live there. And then also, you know, it's just like it's it's all it's kind of all been I want to say it's all nature, but your swimming pool is a part of it. So I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's not really exactly <laughs> nature. But when I see your swimming pool is a part of it. Like I see that there are like, there's a little pretty gate that kind of doesn't do anything. I think that's one of the cards. There's a lot here for you and it brings more purpose and direction to your own personal suffering, mm -hmm. which is kind of where you tend to be inspired and you're really good at transforming your shit into compost and your compost into like delicious vegetables. Mm. Scorpio gift. <laughs> and you're 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 in it, you know. So when is this over? It's kind of the wrong question. Of course, I would ask the same fucking question <laughs> and the answer is closer to a year and a half than anything else. Okay. If I was being really technical, it's probably a year and a half more. But that's actually the wrong question. Yeah. This is going to organically move you into your Pluto trying to Jupiter, 
which is going to be so fertile and so dynamic and such a period of growth and expansion that it will make sense of what you're going through now. Okay. So right now, all you need to know is this is the time for the feelings and not for action. Yeah. Give yourself permission to be in that. And from there, it will just continue to both flow and then demand things of you and be awful and then be gorgeous and all the things. Yeah. It'll be all the things you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did, did that answer that question? Yes. Yes. That was, that was helpful. Okay. Very helpful guidance. Good. Good. I'm so glad. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry you're going through this, but I'm really glad that we got to do this reading. It was very helpful. I really believe you. Mm. Really glad to hear that. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute gift. Thank you. It is my pleasure. Hey, loves. You know when you go hiking or you're basically like walking up a hill and all you can see is what's on either side of you and what's behind you and a little bit in front of you, but you can't see that far in front of you because there's a turn and you can't see past the turn. You know what I'm talking about? Because that's where we're at, my loves. We can't see past the turn. And the turn is still a little ways ahead. We are in uncharted territory. And, you know, that might make you feel frightened. That might make you feel excited. Certainly, it's complicated and it is not all good. We are dealing with COVID-19 and the terrible cascade of consequences that it creates. And it is what it is. It is difficult to accept where we're at. And if you accept where we're at, what you might identify with where we're at is maybe different than how I would identify it or, you know, your aunt would identify it or your neighbor would identify it. We all have our own way of understanding the world and experiencing the world. We all have our own vulnerabilities and resources, et cetera, et cetera. I have been really overwhelmed with listener questions uh, in the past weeks where people are asking me what to do next, how to plan your life in many regards, but in particular in related to work and career stuff. And the truth is we are kind of at the precipice of something new, and I'm not quite sure what that is. It is impossible for anyone to know how this will impact any industry. It's impossible for anyone to know at this time what it will mean for currencies and economies. It is impossible to predict when it's going to be over. Now, do I, as an astrologer, have my theories? You better fucking believe I do, but that's what they are. They're theories. Economists, politicians, scientists, doctors, everyone can have their theories, uh, but that's not the same as knowing right? Even if you feel like you know, even if I feel like I know, we will know when we can look back, right? Until then, we do not know what is around the bend. And I'm not saying this to disempower you or to freak you out. I want to validate that you are not alone in your uncertainties. You are not alone in looking at your life and being like, wait, what? <laughs> what am I going to do next? Can I count on the thing that I have been doing as being stable, secure, and tenable? And right now, 
we can't we can't quite count on anything. We are all experiencing the tenuousness uh, and the unpredictability of life. Everyone goes through some version of this over the course of their lives. Some of us go through many versions uh, many times, and you know others are a little luckier. But we are in this together. We are not in the same position within this together, but we are in this together. And so do not personalize what is collective. Do not personalize what is collective. For whatever you are going through, there is a social, cultural context. And that cultural context, that social context is really relevant. You are not alone. And you alone are also not responsible for figuring out the problem or for accurately predicting a timeline. What you can do is your best within this present moment based on the reality that you are living in, but to keep in mind that things are changing quickly and no one can quite know what that looks like or means. So it's not on you to be able to figure it out. And if that feels bad to you, I totally understand. And maybe it is bad. And also, there is something fertile and open in this. There is room for, on a personal level, reinvention, and on a social level, revolution. And what kind of revolution we have is is on the people. It's on the largest amount of people coming together for each other and not just for ourselves. That's my little preamble. You know I love to preamble. And uh, let's get into your horoscope, shall we, darlings? This week, we are looking at the astrology for April 12th through the 18th of 2020. And there's kind of some some big stuff and then some lighter stuff going down. The first transit I want to tell you about happens on the 14th. And on the 14th, we have an exact square between the Sun in Aries and Pluto in Capricorn. Now, my darlings, you're going to feel it on the 13th, the 14th, and the 15th. It is exact on the 14th. This transit is not chill. Whenever you hear me say Pluto, just assume it's not chill, okay? Sun square to Pluto brings up compulsive feelings. On last Sunday's episode, I kind of touched on how for all of us who have addictive tendencies and a history of addictive behaviors, it is getting triggered in this period of our lives. Pluto governs compulsiveness and self-destruction and addiction, amongst many other things. And so when the sun forms a square to Pluto, we might be deep in our most powerful feels, not our wisest feels, not our most mature feels, our most powerful feels. And this may find you or someone you're dealing with acting compulsively and intensely and without regard for consequences or other people's feelings or even their own feelings. It might find you doing exactly that. So. You know, my rule with Pluto is try to honor your wisest, most healing and generative feelings and impulses instead of your strongest feelings and impulses. Because Pluto governs our survival mechanisms, when the sun forms a square to it, it's kind of like poking the bear. And the bear was maybe sleeping, maybe the bear was pacing in the cave. I don't know. I don't know why the bear is in a cave. It's a metaphor. Don't overthink it. You can expect to either have your compulsions kicked up by circumstances or relationships, or you may kick up someone else's. You may be sitting nearby to someone who is just activated, you know, you know. And so whatever you put out there will come back at you like a goddamn boomerang. 
So (laughs) pick your battles wisely. Is this the time to get into like Twitter battles with randos on the intranet? No, tis not. Might you be tempted? Yes, you may. There is nothing wrong with having boundaries. Nay, I say there's only right with having boundaries. This is an excellent time to become aware of the ways in which you do not have healthy boundaries within yourself and how that does or doesn't impact or influence your behavior in the world, your behavior with others. Aries energy is impulsive. It is kind of me first. It's a sign governed by the planet Mars. So it's really all about like, go, 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 mine, mine, mine. And if you find yourself acting in a way that is self-protective or self-serving, but it's without consideration of who you're dealing with and the tone in which you are approaching them or the kind of energy that they're kind of stewing in, then you may unintentionally step in some shit that is hard to get off your damn shoe. I'm just rolling with the metaphors over here. So be careful. If somebody comes to you or if you want to come to somebody with like a serious conversation of like, what is happening in this relationship? Or, you know, I'm going to quit this job. This isn't a great time to do it because nobody is reliably seeing things clearly because we are all likely to be dealing with resentments, frustrations, obsessions, compulsions. And whenever we deal with emotions that deep, they're rarely just about the situation at hand. They are generally about the situation at hand and every fucking thing that ever happened to me before that to get me to a point where I have this attitude or feeling or predisposition, you know? So be really careful what you engage with. Now, I have another bit of advice for this transit. Look at the truth. The truth is true whether you want to accept it or not. The truth is true whether you deny it or not, whether you can convince someone otherwise or not. The truth is just the damn truth. Now, the nature of truth can be paradoxical. The nature of truth can be so many other things. However, when we have sun squared to Pluto, we can have a messiness with truth because we want to protect ourselves from a truth that we have some measure of shame around. Or we may be dealing with someone else who has shame around their truth, and so they lie compulsively with their behavior or their words. Now, if you've been feeling a lot of anxiety or stress, this transit can kick it up. So practice your self-care by simplifying your behavior and what you expose yourself to and your actions, okay? And that includes your reactions. Think about simplifying. Now, this won't be easy because, drumroll please, on the 15th, we have an exact sun square to Jupiter. And so what that means is we're going to be feeling the sun square to Jupiter on the 14th, when the Sun-Pluto square is exact, and we'll be feeling it the 15th and 16th. So the Sun square to Jupiter is all about expansion. It's all about more, and it's all about impatience and growth. But the problem with this transit is that having it occur kind of at the same time as the Sun-Pluto transit is it can really expand your most powerful driving feelings. It can make you feel deeply impatient with, let's say, sheltering in place. Let's say not knowing what comes next or what's expected of you or if you're going to be safe and whether or not you can trust your government or your neighbor or your roommate. I mean, there's a lot of things that might be going on in your personal life, whether we're talking about your sense of safety in the world or in your home or in your heart or your relationships, right? This kind of trickles down and up again. And so the sun square to Jupiter is a real challenge in the context of this week, 
while typically I would not characterize this as a bad transit unless you're really trying to work on a kind of addiction issue. It's not a great transit for dealing with addictions because it can trigger them, in particular alcohol addictions. And so the the thing I want to encourage you to do is if you find that you have been drinking too much in this wild time, see if you can take 72 hours off. Can you try it? Would you? That might look like taking the 14th, 15th, and 16th off. How about that? Can you not drink for those three days? And if the answer is, uh, no, I cannot not drink, I urge you to ask, why? Why can't you not drink for three days? What's it mean? I don't know. It's worth it's worth investigating. So if you decide that fucking Jessica, she's always telling me to not drink and not do stuff and be conscious. Fuck that. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Respect. Okay. Respect. But maybe what you can do is whenever you feel the impulse or drive to drink, wait 30 minutes or 60 minutes, or even if you want to be fancy, 72 minutes and see if you can just be emotionally, mentally present for the wildness and windstorm that exists inside of you around not drinking. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Aren't you interested in why you drink and what comes up when you don't? I mean, my guess is it's really unpleasant emotions. That would be the reason to drink, right? Now, I'm focusing on alcohol because of Jupiter. Jupiter governs alcohol. However, if there are other drugs that you are using consistently, be they pills, be they weed, be they TV, be they, I don't fucking know, I encourage you to, you know, Experiment with a pause. 72 hours is the prescription, but do what you can. Start where you're at, accept where you're at, and make the best choices possible from this moment as a way to invest in tomorrow. You know how I like to befriend future you right here in the present? Do you like to befriend future you in the present moment? I think I think it's a good goal. One more thing I'll say about this sun square to Jupiter is kind of a reiteration of what I said about the other transit. But these transits are not easy to be quarantined or shelter-in-placing. And this week and every week, I urge and encourage you to be really careful. Be really careful in terms of public safety and health and your safety and health, okay? Don't be like, fuck it, I'm just going to go out and do stuff and hang out with friends and I don't care. I'm just so sick of this. I'm, I'm going nuts. Uh, That's a terrible idea. It's just a terrible idea on all the levels. And I won't tell you what those levels are because you have you have the Google machine, right? Uh, You know how to use DuckDuckGo. Just go forth and educate yourself about what's going on with this pandemic if you don't understand it. And uh, yeah, then you'll be like, yeah, this is very, very contagious, very, very dangerous. I'm just going to keep my ass home. I'm going to be conservative and careful to the best of my ability. I want to just take a quick moment to acknowledge the many people that are working out in the world every day, people who are performing services that keep society flowing and safe. I want to speak to you directly, first of all, to say thank you. What you're going through is fucking rough, and we all really appreciate it. But I want to say something else about these transits for you. If you are working out in the world, you are likely to see people in their fear you are likely to be in your fear. So whether you're dealing at you know, a grocery store or in an environment where there's a lot of people coming through, you may see them acting wrong or just being jerks. You may be experiencing resentment towards others. Your coworker situation may be messy. Um, some shit might come up in the corporation that you work for. It's hard. What I want to encourage you to find a way to do is 
to align yourself with the choices you're making? Can you find some measure of acceptance for the choices you're making? That at this point, at this time, the choice to go to work is the right choice for you because of, you know, your need for money or because of the service you're providing, you believe in it and you want to do it or you feel it's the right thing to do. Try to find a way to align acceptance and your own will with your choice, even if you also have resentments and you also have frustrations. It will make this transit easier to bear. Now, on the 17th and the 18th, we have two more transits. We have Mercury forming a sextile to Venus on the 17th, and on the 18th, Mercury forms a sextile to Mars. These transits are kind of chill transits. Uh, Mercury forming a sextile to Venus is something that happens quite frequently. These transits really are just great for socializing. They're great for unpacking, uh, you know, relationships, not in a heavy way. There's nothing heavy about these transits. They're really just dynamic. If you have watched every show on your streaming platform and you're just bored, I don't know, pick up a damn book. I would encourage you to like get on video chat with friends and just like play stupid games with them. I would encourage you to find levity around these dates because these transits will support you in doing so. And I certainly don't expect you to have a lot of levity earlier in the week. If you can organize like friend connections around this time or try to prioritize finding kind of different and more stimulating and engaging ways of consuming the arts and entertainment. Uh, this will be really useful and kind of sparkle producing. I know that sparkle producing is not like an expression people use. I just made it up in this moment, but it was the best I could do. And I don't know, it works, believe it or not. And you know, if you're sitting in a dark room feeling awful and terrible, then a little bit of sparkle is not necessarily going to feel like sparkle. It'll just feel like a pinprick of light. Cool. That's better than nothing. And if you're doing well, then a little bit of sparkle can take you a pretty far away. So, you know, locate yourself within it all. Now, my loves, I hope you are continuing to take care of yourself, to staying associated as much as is healthy for you. I hope you are staying engaged socially and politically as much as you can, because there is so much happening to our civil liberties and to our rights that is important to be aware of and to stay activated and engaged with. The thing I want to remind you, and I probably remind you of often, is that our spirituality, it's not a wide-brimmed hat. It's not a crystal. It's not a single ritual once a month. Our spirituality is our direct relationship to our spirit and to the larger spirit that is the spirit of this earth, the spirit of humanity, the spirit that is God or whatever you call it, however you relate to it. The spiritual world is not less real than the material world. It is just less defined. When we are in trying times, when people's rights and liberties and safety are at risk and are at jeopardy, that is when our spirit is called upon to make choices. And our spiritual choices ultimately need to be the foundation to our mental, emotional, and material choices. In other words, do what is right even when it's not easy. Cultivating faith when you have none, it's what it's all about. It's not just about light and love and posy vibes. Shitty things happen. Shitty feelings are a part of the human condition. Make space for it all and keep on choosing from your sense of integrity, from your sense of empathy, from kindness and compassion, 
for yourself and for others, even for assholes. Just keep on practicing acting in a way that reflects the spiritual being that you are. Keep on practicing showing up. My loves, I thank you again for spending time with me. Uh, If you haven't already heard the midweek episode from last week, it was a good one. I talked about elements and qualities of the zodiac signs, which is something that you need to know about. And I'll have another astro hot take dropping midweek. If you haven't already become a patron of my work on Patreon, I think it's a I think it's a good time to do it because I'm really getting deep into tarot. And if you join sooner than later, then you can participate in a poll about what I do next month, which is exciting. I encourage you to pick up my book, Astrology for Real Relationships, uh, where you will learn so much astrology and also just a lot about yourself and the people around you. And subscribe, like, and review the podcast if you enjoy it and get good value from it. I will talk to you in a couple of days, and then in a couple of days, and then in a couple of days. Bye. Every year they say the end is near. We're still here, yeah, we're still here.